chase down blocks for a bunch of reasons If you was learning how to fly, then it was hunting season And if you learning how to try, then it was trying to cheat them My mama seen it, said, boy, you better You ain't gotta knock them out, but boy, you gotta beat them You better look at every shot like it's your shot at freedom Now fast forward, the kid is the king Championship so big, the box fit in the ring They make a fantasize matchups, who could in his prime? I can shoot from the logo with my foot on the line That mean my shoe's too big to fill Future on free bands, my presence on the court like my past keep replaying My wingspan longer than the message at the bottom of C-SPAN Just a kid who put heat fans in Cleveland for real From out under Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, DJ Hamilton, here at the DJ Sports Show here on WRCR, 1700 AM Radio. And and last episode of the year, my main guy, Will, across from me. How you doing, Will? I'm doing well, and yourself? Hey, I'm doing great, man. New Year's almost here, 2024. In this episode today, I want to talk about John Moran's return to the Grizzlies, and I also want to reminisce on 2023 and what's been, honestly, the greatest year of my life so far. So that's what I want to talk about today. But the first segment today, I want to talk about John Moran Memphis Grizzlies. For this segment, I want to introduce a guy who's Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for Bluff City Media and founder of Let's Be Real Media, who also considered one of the OGs from Atlanta I met at the Black Sports Symposium back in Atlanta that was sponsored by ESPN, and a good friend of mine, my guy, Paris Sharkey. Hey, Paris, how you doing? What's good? Yeah, yeah, I heard you, Jack. What's good, man? Hey, man, it's great to have you on the show, man. How was your Christmas? Uh, pretty good, man. Actually, when I went on the vacation, so I actually missed uh, John Morant's first home game, but <laughs> yeah. I was out on the cruise. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he was actually in Miami. Uh, yeah, he was uh, in Miami. I saw it. he was he was living. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Parrish, uh, I know you you work closely with the Grizzlies and the team, and it's great to have you on the show today. What has the energy like, been like with the team? And the difference in Memphis since Josmer returned back to action. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a <laughs> definitely a raise in our emotions. Uh, it was it was that, that first twenty five games was just yeah it was, it was brutal. It was it was brutal, and you know we just sent, we actually had started a countdown. We just had like okay, fifteen games left, twelve games left. We was showing different players throughout Grizzlies history with their jersey numbers. Just how many games left? Uh, <laughs> nine games, eight. Every game was just a countdown. Then, actually, you know, he had the media availability well, a couple of games before he returned, and I got to attend that. And that was just, you could tell the emotions. Just, it was just very like, okay, he's out. It's here. He's back. He's about to come back. And then him returning and game winning shot yeah, at the buzzer beater yeah. on the first game. Just I was watching that game. Ahead. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, like it's all wild. Then home game, get your first home game, crowds wild. You playing against Tyrese Halliburton, one of the players who, you know, the NBA Warriors started to put ahead of him while he was out, and you get to actually go out and play him like your first couple games back. So yeah, it was it's it's been a amazing feeling to have him back. And just we're just we're just very excited here. Yeah, uh, the first. So what was one of the top storylines heading into the season? Well, how the Grizzlies will fear the first twenty five games? And man, did you guys struggle? You guys were six and nineteen the first twenty five games. You guys were look. You guys were near the bottom of the league, like the Pistons and the Spurs. <laughs> like you guys were. Yeah. It was it was bad, man. You guys started off the season losing your first six games, and then uh, before he returned in December on December nineteenth in that one fifteen one thirteen victory against the Pelicans, you guys were riding a five game skid. So things were not looking good for you guys until finally he brought a rejuvenated energy and resurgence of 
positivity that you guys needed for the team and the city as well. Yeah, and another thing, just like it was a lot of not only him being out, but then the Steven that Steven Allen's news is probably the biggest. Yeah. Like we expected him back starting center and him being out for the season. And then the season starts, Santi Adamo, our top when our top reserve guys, he missed the first I think the first four or five games of the season with an ankle injury. Then Luke Kennard had a concussion. Then he got hurt again later, knee injury. Then Marcus Smart got hurt and missed sixteen games. Like yeah. You not only missing your best player, but then you missing, you know, a whole most of your rotation yeah. along with Brandon Clark, who's out for torn Achilles, yeah. maybe the entire season. Exactly. So yeah. you missing literally five for most of the season. We missed five about top eight players. Yeah, that's just a lot. Yeah, that speaks volumes of why you guys are thirteenth in the West right now with a ten and twenty one record after last night's loss against the Clippers. But one thing that really impressed me during that season uh, debut for Ja, he shot, he had 34 points on 12-24 from the field, 50%, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and a block. He has really struggled with his three-point shot since his return. But one thing that stood out to me is how he, he looked like he was in terrific shape in that first game, despite being out for 25 games. I know he was practicing with the team, doing five-on-fives and working out and stuff. But the still, a game, being in a game is ho- totally different than working out or practicing. What stood out to you in that first game that you saw, and what was a storybook type return with a dazzling teardrop floater to win the game for the, the Grizzlies on that night on December nineteenth? I think what stood out. So just um, one, I didn't get checked because I was on the cruise ship in the middle of yeah. the sea somewhere, so I didn't actually get to watch the game live. But just seeing the highlights and seeing his stats and everything, the second half it it seems like the second half he really. If it, I don't know what happened the first half. It felt like the first half maybe he was getting his win by what just. Well, I've seen through highlights and everything. Just, I think he only had six points at halftime. Yeah. And it kind of felt like the first half he made with trying to just ease himself back in. In second half, I heard he was tired at the end. And yeah, he actually he, had his uh, hands on his knees for a little bit, like during a, one of his teammates were shooting free throws just to catch his breather and catch his yeah. breath. But then he, he right. turned it up at the end. He turned it up. Right. Until even the point that the last the last shot of the game, he and shot. And Josh is such a like good teammate where – you see Desmond Bain and Dan Jam Jackson Jr. have been doing so well while you've been gone. Your natural instinct is, okay, last shot, hey, I'm going to give it to Jaron and Post. He's dominating. Desmond Bain was over here like, nah, <laughs> you're taking this shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best player. This is this you. Right? Get on somewhere with this. <laughs> yeah, yep, he did say that. <laughs> yeah, he actually yeah. scored their, their final three possessions. He scored their final six points to win that game, including the game winner. Like he had when he was right. going when he was driving to the basket when he was going to his left he had that nice little teardrop right hand floater to give him another his first basket and then the next possession down he had the off bounce left hand finish through traffic with Herb Jones who's considered one of the best perimeter defenders in the entire league with Zion coming over to try to help to deter him and he somehow was able to finish with the left hand on the right side that was a beautiful finish to give him a one thirteen one eleven lead and then came the game winner man when I saw that play when I rewind it back and forth just to see in a slow motion. When he's driving to his left and he somehow he's twirling like a tornado coming hurling at you and then he does an acrobatic finish with the oh it's it's poetry in motion, man. It really it was beautiful to watch. Do it off the backboard, bounces off high off the rim with, with his soft touch, it goes right in. And then the buzzer sounds and then they won the game. They didn't give the Pelicans a yeah. chance to have a chance to come back down the other end and try to get a winning basket. Yeah, and that's the way John Brand's a superstar, so that's where, you know, yeah, oh yeah. The other thing I did notice from him and just the rest of the games since he's been back, the, the impact of having Derrick Rose on the roster, who is currently another player who goes along with those other players that's been hurt throughout these first 25 games, him as well. But yeah. Derrick Rose, I knew his impact would be felt with Ja because Ja used to, 
he was, you know, he was, he was always trying to dunk on everybody. Like, he got hurt in that playoff series against the Lakers in game one because he tried to jump over and dunk over Anthony Davis instead of simply just going in for a floater. Yep, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. He got the wrist injury, so I was like, he need to learn. Derrick Rose used to do that all the time. Then he saw he tore his ACL. He changed his game around. So I'm like, Derrick Rose is the perfect person there because Jock plays similar to what he used to play like. So Derrick Rose can let him know, like, hey, my career, I started getting a lot of injuries because I kept trying to dunk over everybody. Like, at some point, you just got to be smarter uh, yeah. to preserve your body. And I see Jock, he doesn't – I haven't seen him try to do too many. He, I think the other night he did try to dunk on someone, but he ain't been too crazy with it. He's been – a whole lot more smart than these decisions when driving to the hole. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like he 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 lands better his last two years than mm-hmm. he did his first two years in the league. Like this season and the last two seasons before. I say since the twenty twenty one twenty two season, he's been doing a better job in how he lands. Because I watched highlights yeah. when his first his rookie year and his second year. The way he landed, it was it was going on the D Rose path. It, it didn't they, like yeah. they had like whole comparisons with him and D Rose when I was watching different famous YouTubers, and I was like, oh man, I hope he gets it together and works on his landing, start doing box jumps and stuff, because I don't want to see him go down a D Rose path. And, and yeah. he's a, he's a special exactly. talent. He's one of the he's probably amongst the American players, young stars in the league. It's probably him or Anthony Edwards for next face of the league in terms of American players. Like they're the most exciting. I know Tatum's up there too, but. Those two are more electrifying that people are going to draw attention to, and they're guards with electrifying styles of play. So, and they have great personalities right. as well. And players that the kids who's growing up can mimic. Like you can look at Josh six three, and that was his six. I think six three two or six four. No, no like he's a little tall. He's like, he's like a six five, I believe. Six five. Edwards, yep. Maybe six five. Yeah. I think uh, maybe he, yeah, it's fans because sometimes you know they wingspans make them seem taller than what they yeah. are. But yeah, I think. Um, that was two players you can look at them. Jason Tatum is like six nine, so most yeah. kids you probably can be the height of a John Morant or Anthony Edwards, and she can mimic your game behind them. Otherwise, so Jason Tatum, who's six nine, you may you may not be six nine, so you you really can't really model your game after him too much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so right now the Grizzlies are thirteenth in the Western Conference. They're te- they're yeah they have a ten twenty one record. They're five games back right now from again that ten seed. So right now ahead of them. As we speak currently, the 12th seed is the Jazz at 13 and 19. Warriors are 15 and 16 and 11. And the Rockets are 15 and 15 now. And the Suns are number 9, 16 and 15 after their last victory. What do you think it's going to take for the Grizzlies to potentially get in that play-in scenario where they have a chance to make the playoffs? Do you think it's doable? I know there's a lot of insurmountable odds for them to try to get to that 10 seed, considering Job being out that first 25 games, which put them in a deep hole. But with him being back, if they could go like on a little five to eight game win streak or in the next 10 games, they can go like seven and three or eight and two. I think it's reasonable they could potentially make the playoffs. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely doable. I think and I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago uh, before I went on my vacation. John Morant's rookie year. And I think only him and him and Jaron Jackson and John Contrar, they were only three players on from that team his rookie year. That's still on the team now. They began this season six and 16 and John Morant had like a back injury. Yep. They missed a couple of games, and they went to 6-16. Six and 16. He returned after their 6-16 six and 16 start, and they they had a winning record at All-Star break. They were 28-26 and 26 at All-Star break. Yep. So they flipped from 6-16 six and 16 to 28-26, and 26. and I was, that's really been kind of like going through my mind now in this this season because they have a better team now. Ja and Jaron are older. You have a Desmond Bain who is basically – he's playing like an All-Star. The Grizzlies have a better record. You probably would be hearing about him legit being an All-Star. And he still possibly could, but you know, with that record, it might it might be hard. But you got three All Star 
caliber players and one that's a superstar, you're probably going to win the majority of your games as long as those three are playing. The other problem that comes to play is you've been hurt a lot this season. They are getting healthier now. Uh, Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard will probably probably be returning their next game or the game after that. So, in a sense, you're probably going to have your your full roster, minus Steve Allison, Brandon Clark, coming up for the first time this season. The thing is, everybody has to stay healthy. Yeah. That's (laughs) the main culprit. That's the main caveat. Can they stay healthy, man? Right. If you stay healthy, you got it. But – I, just that they haven't been healthy, so that's yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be the real field they have to go through. But of course, they still, you know, we need a center. Right? At some point, they're going to look through the trade market or find something uh, to actually upgrade to get a taller center that can rebound better. Because yeah, the center rotation right now is kind of lacking. But everywhere else, I think they could definitely make a run. The thing is, the West Conference is tough. You do oh, yeah. have. Tennessee, you probably we're looking. If you get to forty-one, forty-one, which they have to win like two out of every three games or three out of every five games to make that happen. And with the, I'm not doubting anything on John Morant. As long as he's able to play, which you find. Yeah. But you also have things. He just missed a game recently yeah. uh, against the Denver Nuggets. With an illness, sick, so. yeah, right. So, and then he was and playing last night it. sick with the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. And he's not the only one who's been sick. And Santi Aldama missed that same game as well. Sick. I think Jared didn't look well in the other night against New Orleans. Yeah. Same, just had the same illness. So it's kind yeah, of like so, a blood so, going so, around. Yeah, something thing. going around. Yeah, so things like that can you know, interfere. So it's just like <laughs> if we go to the things that we really can't afford, the Grizzlies can't afford to have much. They ain't got much room for error. Yeah. But hey, Parrish, this this has been. I know. I know they have a different team now. They don't have Trey Jones anymore. Uh, Tyus Jones, excuse me, and they don't have yeah. uh, that, uh, Dylan Brooks anymore. So their team from like a year or two ago without John Moran, they're not the same team. That's why they were kind of probably, I think that's why they were kind of struggling because Tyus Jones, he was one of the better pack-up point guards in the entire league. Like he really, when yeah. John Moran was out, he really orchestrated the offense, made sure everything was executing well. They don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I feel like that. And then Derrick Rose being hurt, Marcus Smart missing the majority of the season. Like it, it kind of really hurt their team, especially at the guard spot. Yeah, and it's, a, it's really a mixture of both because Ty Jones and Dylan Brooks and even DeAnthony Melton from two years ago, like those were like core. And Kyle Emerson. Yep, like you yep. had really forgot about DeAnthony Melton. Yep, him too. Yep, they had, they had core pieces that could fit in when when wherever anybody went down. But unfortunately, business the NBA is Jabba Rett, Jam Jackson, and Desmond Bain were rookie contracts. Yeah. They're all on their extensions now. You, yep. So at some point, you're going to have to cut costs and. Unfortunately, that's the way it works. Once you once you start paying the big the big bucks, you can't afford the bench the you know the top bench guys. So at that point, you got to do your draft picks. And so far, Zaire Williams, Jacob Ravens, David Roddy is okay. Uh, looks like they found something in Vince Williams, but you missed it. you missed they missed too much on some of those later first round picks that was supposed to replace the Dylan Brooks and the Kyle Anderson's and the DFT Melton's and Tyus Jones's of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, I hope. Well, Paris, I hope they make it to the playoffs. What's your final verdict before we uh, have you go away? But what, what's your final verdict on the Grizzlies? Do you think they'll eventually make the playoffs? Ooh, I think they have a real shot making play in. Playing, okay. I just it's just tough. I think the play in is the really ten nine area. It's gonna be tough making it all the way to six. I don't know. They're gonna be able to pull that one off. That's that's a far yeah, climb. Yeah, that's but a far climb. Get to the point to get to the play in to get in. Yes, they have a shot, but again, West Conference so tough. You got two of the teams that's at the bottom is Golden State and Phoenix, and those are two teams people expect to be in the top four. So, you, <laughs> yeah, 
it's a, it's so tough anyways. But they they have a shot to really make a run and get to play in and get to and if you if the Grizzlies are fully healthy and play in, that's the thing you don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially if you saw that's that in twenty twenty one when they played the Warriors, that was that was something to behold. Right. Well, Paris, this has been great. Before you before you go, tell people where they can find your work. Uh, definitely, uh, you can find me. Really, just follow me on Twitter. I post everything on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Sharp. Also, uh, to really get to my articles directly, bluffcitymedia.co, and follow me at Let's Be Real Media on YouTube at Let's Be Real Media or any podcasting platform at Let's Be Real Sports. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Paris Sharkey. I was actually on his show before the football season, so make sure you guys go check out his work. He does a lot of great work, and he's one of the best in the business. So thank you, Paris, for coming on the show. No problem, man. Appreciate the T-Jack Pride of you, bro. Thank you, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was Paris Sharkey. We're going to take a quick break, though. Coming back from the break, I want to reminisce on some of my top moments of 2023. This is the DJ Sports Show here on WRCR 1700 AM Radio, and we'll be right back.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, DJ Hamilton, here back on WRCR 1700 AM Radio. That was My House by Flo Rida. Well, yes, as the year is coming to an end of 2023, I want to talk about some of the greatest moments of this year, what's honestly been the greatest year of my life. So many great moments, man, from getting invited to the Black Sports Symposium back in March. That happened in April, where I went to Atlanta. I was sponsored by ESPN, where I met Rich Paul, who's the CEO of Clutch Sports and LeBron James' agent. I met Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, in late November, November 29th, an NBA holiday party that they were throwing to celebrate the holidays. And I met Chris Broussard on my flight back from Los Angeles in late August, who was a Fox Sports radio co-host for The Odd Couple, is on TV on First Things First, and a former ESPN reporter. So first I want to talk about Rich Paul. So I got invited to this event, Black Sports Symposium. I applied to it last year, December 2022, and I didn't hear it back until a few months later. It took a while, until like March, I didn't hear it back. March 17th, I got the invitation email that said I got accepted, and there were over 10, over 10,000 applicants, and only 1,500 people got in, so... I, I, the emotions were high that day, and I saw who were going to be there. Rich Paul, Maria Taylor, who talks to NFL and NBC. She's a legend in her own right. She was there as well at the event. There were so many Steve Weiss, NFL Network, who I got to meet and take a picture with. He was, he's a great guy. Takeo Spikes, a former All-Pro NFL linebacker, and so many more. People from ESPN, ML, MLS, MLB, NFL. The list goes on. Shout out to the OGs who I've had on the show. Some of them from Danny Thompson I met down there. Mike Patton, Paris Sharkey, who we just had on the show. I met Justin Payton down there, the YouTube legend. Megan Hall as well. So many great people. Jazz Tamir, who we had on the second episode of this radio show. And there's people who are in sports who have the same passion just as me, which was great to see. And it was just, I never thought I would ever meet Rich Paul. I got to shake the guy's hand. He stayed and take pictures with everybody. And it was just a dream come true. When I was walking across that stage, my whole life was flashing before my eyes. Everything I've been through in life, I was like, wow. I'm like, man, I'm really putting on for my hometown. You, you, know, you know that feeling, Will? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm eating Rich Paul, the legend, arguably the greatest sports agent of all time. So that was that was a therapeutic moment. And then Chris Broussard, who I met in August. So this was a month before or a month and a half before I started here on local radio on WRC. Or I actually called you that month. I said, oh, Will, I want to start a radio show. And we started talking. That was before I left for L.A. And then the day I come back, August 27th, so I'm on, I'm on the flight coming back. Before the flight takes off, I'm coming back from the bathroom, sitting in the chair, just waiting, you know, sitting in the window seat. I'm like, oh, nobody's in my row. And then some man politely says, uh, hey, young fella, you're in my seat. I look up. I'm like, no in my head. And, Whoa, you should have seen my reaction. I was like, no way. That's Chris Broussard. I was like, the guy I grew up watching, so I was like six, seven years old. I'm like, man. And I was like, wow, it's really him. And he was sitting right next to me, too. It's funny how nobody else on the plane realized, and that's how you know I'm really a sports guy. I'm like, wait, no one knows who this guy is? This guy's yeah, a legend. Dude, I, I haven't recognized a single damn name that's come out of your <laughs> mouth right now. I, not one, man. Hey, hey, hey. That's how you know I'm a sports guy. I was like, this guy's a living legend. Nobody even recognizes him. I'm like, come on. So I get up, I sit down, and I try to calm down inside. I'm like, man, that's a legend sitting next to me. And then I say to him, Chris Broussard, like question mark. He's like, hey, he, he goes to me. Hey, young fella. Nice to meet you. He shakes my hand with a firm. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. It doesn't feel real right now. And then man, we just got to chat it up. We talked like we talked a lot. We talked about life, talked about sports, football, basketball. At that time, the Terrence Crawford fight just happened. So we talked about Terrence Crawford fight because I just did a boxing article on that during that time. And I asked him, like, who are the greatest NBA players you ever seen in person? Because he's been to a lot. Yeah, he used to be on ESPN as well. So he's he's seen it all. And then I asked him for advice. He gave me great advice. 
And then the conversation went so well, like he even gave me his number and email. Like it went that well. I didn't even ask for it, nothing. He said, oh, I showed, him, I showed him my work through the years, the YouTube videos, which I got better at video editing this year. I had YouTube videos go viral, my articles, my podcast, and I told him I was going to start local radio like a month and a half later, which I did eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was like, wow. He's like, oh, let me give you my, my information and show you. Yeah, it was just it was like it was just great, man. It was I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just surreal. I never thought I'd meet him either. That one was the least like I knew Rich Paul was going to be at the Atlanta event. Mm-hmm. Chris, we saw it. No. What are the odds? If I would have left a day earlier or later or hour later, I don't meet the guy. Mm. And then he asked me if I'll be interested in writing for I'm going to be bro for Rob Parker, his co-host on The Odd Couple, who's been his co-host on radio for like seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. They've been on since 2016. Who I write for I'm going to be bro for him currently. Rob Parker, shout out to him. I don't meet. I don't get to write for I'm going to be bro for Rob Parker if I don't meet Chris Broussard. So right. shout out to Chris Broussard, man. He's, he's a genuine brother. He really is. So, yeah. And then Adam Silver, man. November 29th. You say you want to hear the story. So... Yeah, so Thanksgiving week, go to a Black Friday party. My friend Samuel Gu, he's a production assistant for the NBA. He's actually just did over a year now as a production assistant in the NBA. And he's like, oh, because that's the first time we met each other in person. I know him through my cousin. He was like, oh, there's an NBA holiday party going on uh, next week. Would you be interested in going? I said, of course, because he, he knows how I work hard on my brand and stuff. And he knows I love basketball, my favorite sport. And he said he knows I'm going to network there. He knows I'm a social person. I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to go. So we go. I, I, I wasn't sure if the commissioner was going to be there, but I was like, oh, we'll, we'll see. I'm like, I don't get my hopes up, but I said, if he's going to be there, I'm going to get a picture with him because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Tough to not be gassed up in that situation. Oh, what? I, and I see the NBA logo. I see the people in there. It was like a cocktail, nice, all-you-can-eat. Everything was free. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to pay the city commissioner, and Ashanti was there, the, the famous Grammy singer, for free. That name I recognize. Yeah, that, yeah I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Ashanti? When he said Ashanti, I was like, no way. I said, I didn't have to pay you nothing. I got to see Ashanti. I got to meet the commissioner. I get to network all for free. Mm-hmm. I was like, God's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I got to shake the commissioner's hand. I told him the in-season tournament was a great idea. He was like, oh, thank you. I told him who I am, stuff of that nature. Got a little video with him. It was just great. And I got to network with people, meet new people, made some new friends, people working in the NBA, showed them my work. They were impressed. And then seeing Ashanti, seen her backstage. That was I was like, wow! I never thought I'd see her in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she 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 had to go right after the performance, but she she killed it like always. Mm-hmm. So that was that was great. So, and then yeah, I met other people as well. Kale Spike, Steve Weiss, like so many great people throughout this year. You guys here at WRCR, where I became a local radio host this year as well. Mm-hmm. I got better at cooking this year. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> top of the list. Yeah, this top this this year has been it's been it's been a great year, man. And, yeah, it makes it bittersweet because last year was kind of rough, but this year really took things up a notch. And, hey, we, we grew even more. And in 2024, I, like, I'll, I'll say to my guy Lou over here, uh, 2024, we're trying to raise the score. You like that little bar right there? 2024. Yeah. We're trying to raise the score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves it. Yeah. yeah. Next year is a Mamba year for me. I turned 24. Mamba year. Yeah. Nice. 24. I turned 24 late July next year, so. Yeah, I just want to thank 2023. Thank everybody who has made this year a great year, including you, Will. Give, oh. yeah, you should give yourself an applause effect. Thank on you, the, DJ. No, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'd yeah. feel weird. You feel but, weird? But I do get, <laughs> apparently I get live audience, which is kind of cool. That's uh, rare here. Oh, really? The, yeah, because <laughs> there's only usually a few people in here, so it's, it's rare yeah. we get a live audience. But hey. but thank you, DJ, for an, enhan- uh, enhancing the year here at WRCR and joining the, the ever-growing family. Because really this year it's been just ex- continuously expanding, so we're glad yeah. to have you and uh you know, it's been a great ride, and here's to many more shows oh, in 2024. Yeah. 
24. Oh, yeah. 24, you turn 24. You were really born in a great year because now yeah. you can just look at what year it is and you can just track hey. where, how old you are. It's yeah. really great that way. Hey, I'm a turn of the century, baby. There you go. I know, I know 90s babies start to make fun of us sometimes because we just missed the, you know, the cutoff, but it's all right. It's yeah, all right. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's been, this has been a great episode here today. Great way to close out 2023 here on WRCR. So it's DJ Hamilton here at the DJ Sports Show, and I'll see y'all in the new year, 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. In the field, balling with the team. In the field, balling with the team. Oh, shake deep, cause I'm riding so clean. Old school, we seeing new things. Rolling up, got a few flames. No brighter shoes, no shoestrings. Cause it full of kicks like bouquet We was just dreamers, rocking leaders On the low, rolling weed up And they see us in their trunks